Awoga, this is a dwarf cast. Hello and welcome to the 50th, yes, 50th Ganymede and Titan Dwarfcast coming to you not live from the Holiday Inn in Birmingham <laughs> where we have just experienced Dimension Jump 17. Mm. I'm Ian Symes and in this room is a fairly sizable amount of people. Fuck love. Uh, <laughs> that voice you just heard was Danny. Hello. Uh, we, also <laughs> we also have Capsi. Hello. We have... Uh, a guest appearance from the Garbage Pods, Alex Newsom. Hello. We have Joey. Hello. We have Carl. Hello. We have Singing Potato, aka Joe. Hello. We have Jesmond. Hello. We have Carrie, aka Redhead83, or whatever it is. 85. <laughs> yeah, younger than you. Maybe two years old. We have Hello Mabel. Hello. Hello, hello, Mabel. <laughs> we have Tanya. Hello. We have John. Hello. We have Mick. Hello. We have Tom. Hello. We have Kieran, aka Fuzzy Walk. Fuzzy Walk. <laughs> we have Claire. Hi. And we have Annie Scribe. Howdy. And I think her real name is Annie. <laughs> 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 it's Annie, but that's okay. Um, so, Dimension Jump just happened, and uh, I'm both too tired and too involved to talk about it, so someone else start. <laughs> Who wasn't involved too soon? Yeah, I love half. I think the only G&T members who weren't really involved were, were me and John, to be honest. Yes, that is true. And yes. John did all the twittering. And John did all the tweeting. Yeah, I was busy. <laughs> yeah, busy. Um, yeah. Uh, all in all, a hundred percent successful trip. <laughs> <laughs> but so I spent all my money. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think um, I think the main thing I say about it is that it's really it's really good to see so many people here mm. because we've been to plenty of DJs where that hasn't been the case. It's been well. I mean, we've seen. I think we've seen both extremes now. Yeah. Um, the and the only criticism I would make is that because of so many people, the autograph sessions went on forever. That would also be my criticism. And he weren't even queuing. I technically was. If um, if we're going to carry on having this many people at um, Dimension Jumps, which is great, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that we're probably going to have to start being more, um, start being tougher um, in terms of, I would say, I mean, <laughs> me, me and John were talking about it, I'd say no personal items and no photographs whatsoever, just get it signed and fuck off, <laughs> is, would be my suggestion. Joe? Hi, Joe from the fan club here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what Dimension Jump is about, and I I wouldn't be Agreed. happy holding that event and it's managing a, it, that. It's event. A, it kind of goes it's from the sort of what Dimension Jump kind of normally does, and it kind of it, the thing is there is no easy there's no way to kind of get rid of that problem without having to do the curtailing of um, numbers of prints or number of autographs you can do without it getting to the sort of memorabilia kind of system yeah. and. I mean, it, not has, what it, it has got a little bit stricter, I think, because so, I, I remember, has, yeah. I remember a few years ago there was there was no actual limits, and I think at varying times there was a two and one item limit that we yes. had to 
do. Yeah. And to, to be honest, the main thing that made it slow, because uh, Saturday was slower than Sunday, and the main reason for that was Chris Berry. <laughs> Just chatting to <laughs> no, everyone, no, talking no, to everyone. The main reason was John Lennon on Saturday and Friday. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, you can't. Yeah, John Lennon did two signing sessions. Yeah. I've already just realised that. That, that, yeah. that man was a trooper. He signed <laughs> God knows how long on yeah. Friday. No is he good? Oh, I do, I do like He was selling a lot of books. Yeah, and they're quite. I think they're quite good. I bought the first one for a pound because he asked me to. <laughs> Not directly, just to everyone ever that he talked to. He said, "Buy my book." Um, I mean, me and John are biased because we're not really um, interested in autographs anymore because we've been to enough DJs that we've got autographs from got anyone that we really wanted autographs from. Um, so that's just from our selfish perspective. I think but the feedback we got um, from a lot of our um, attendees was that although they nobody likes a queue, you're never going to say, oh, I really like queue, <laughs> but they actually, the feedback we were getting was that they appreciated the personal quality of it, that they, they knew that it wasn't so regimented like some of the larger expos, they actually really appreciated they had some flexibility. But was that from people who have been were these from new people who had never been to do yeah. these were from people who a, a, mix, a mixture yeah. a complete mixture of people um, people that had attended and seen the kind of the the ups and downs of the amounts of people and also those this was their very you know, first red dwarf convention not convention but first yeah. red dwarf convention yeah um so i was actually quite pleasantly surprised um at the appreciation of the balance that was struck, but no one is ever going to say, "Yeah, I loved waiting four hours to meet a really pissed off Craig Charles." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we just should get things out of the way before we forget them. Uh, there was some Red Dwarf news in a way this in weekend. A way. In a way, yeah, yeah. very slowly trickled it's out trickling through Robert, Chris, and finally yeah. Doug. Doug uh, has said that he can't. He, he had a good, really good Red Dwarf book. He said, I had a plan, I planned it. <laughs> <laughs> I planned to announce that Red Dwarf 11 is happening, but I can't announce it right now. But the intention is that it films in February and it airs in autumn. Yeah. So an announcement so about fun. a non announcement that was an announcement. Well, I think, I think the fact that he was planning on announcing it. Yeah, that really surprised me because yeah. that involves a sort of quite an advanced Some level of negotiations. Uh, as I did say, he said February. He genuinely did not say which February, <laughs> and I listened very closely. He said no, a February. Yeah, yeah, he said February. I don't. Didn't he, which is... I'd hope he wouldn't be that cruel. <laughs> yeah. I meant twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice round number. But it was it was cheaper to book really far in advance. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, there wasn't a there isn't a huge amount to chew of apart from the fact that we already kind of knew that you know. I'd be willing to bet February next February's bollocks. But I mean, does this? But he more or less admitted that that you know he said he said um, he said February is the plan, um, but it may not happen. Well, yeah, technically, from what we know about Red Dwarf, it won't be this February. And he said, "Is the." current plan stress yeah. that and so yeah there's a bit, a bit of a red flag but well, I, I would honestly yeah. suspect February 2015 he always likes to at least say something that um, yeah. advances or like just increases the anticipation even if it's just oh I've started writing uh, yeah, you know which yeah. speaking of he did also say that he had intention of writing more books he did mm. and he also said yes that uh, he said that Rob was probably going to be writing more books as well yeah 
bloody exciting. Ooh. Do you know in class when like you've all got your book in front of you and the teacher gets you to read a line each? Mm. What <laughs> this conversation <laughs> sounds like sometimes. What I don't understand is why Carl's getting camper. <laughs> it's written in the script. Yeah. It's, written it's written in the script. It was scribed Stay by Annie. <laughs> Annie scribed it. It's, it's Annie describable. <laughs> oh God, it's going to be the night of <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, the books thing is interesting, definitely because of what Carl just said, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the pluralisation as well. Yeah, the yeah. pluralisation, but like a, a weird sort of yes, there will be more books. Rob's probably going to do some too. The end. <laughs> no <laughs> elaboration whatsoever. Uh, I Doug has said recently though about books. It, might, it was somewhere else. Uh, it, it, was the 20, it was the twenty-fifth anniversary uh, article on Toss, I think. Um, yeah. Oh well, yes, no, that's I, true. Know, yeah, I, I yeah. think he also mentioned it in a podcast. It might have been Ken Plumes or someone, and he said that when the show had reached the end of its life, that the natural home for it would then be the novels. Yeah, yeah. 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 That uh, gobshite Ken Plumes. That gobshite. Yes. He said he um, when someone asked him um, what would be your plans for a final episode of Red Dwarf, and he says, "Oh, I never want to do a final episode." <laughs> Is, yeah, he sees it as each series. See, I, I think that's what we got from the beginning. It's one of those things where if it ends up being the last one ever, then it's nice. But it's the drama thing. Yeah, open-ended still. Yeah. I was really interested by his description of final episodes often being shit, and right. it's a kind of a, almost a protection against it being <laughs> shit. Mm. Uh, well, they, they, at least yeah. in his they mind. Seinfeld then is an example where them final episodes of most series are kind of a bit lackluster considering they're oh, considering, the final episode yeah. of the thing. We had only the good as our last ever episode for <laughs> nine years. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he dug best. a hole and lost a spade for quite a long time. That was a, that was a shame. <laughs> so yeah, um, so Friday, are we going to go through what actually happened? Like kind of we're going to go through it chronologically or are we going to do it? We'll see. Can someone tell me because I haven't got we a clue? <laughs> <laughs> I have no recollection of the last three days. There were some numbers but they could be anything. <laughs> well, okay. Um, opening ceremony. Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Um, that happened didn't it? Which John tweeted about. Um, um, so I think I said best opening ceremony ever. Um, yeah, but just because really just because it was funny and I like things that are funny. Because something actually happened. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Alex wrote. Alex wrote that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Good. And it, it was, was good. Yeah, yeah, and it was carried out by Alex and Carrie. Uh, yeah, and it was. Really good. It was a really good way to get in the audience, kind of just kind of hyped up, and it's the kind of. It was really good to see kind of everyone so eager and willing so early on as well, just before the quiz, because we normally don't get. That. It's just kind of like introduce the team and then it's a quiz. Yeah, it's do, you, do you know what this it is? Time it was kind of we were getting bouts of people yeah. cheering. We had the functional jobs. stuff in there, and it was it was wrapped up nicely. It was good. Do you know what it is as well though? It's like when you've got something at the beginning that's scripted and it's clearly had a lot of effort put into it. That's that's, <laughs> of, that's well. <laughs> all right, you fucking bluffed it, but whatever. <laughs> it actually sets the tone for the weekend. Says, oh wow, people are putting an effort in. Yeah, and that's what was key. That's why it worked so well. Yeah. I want to do more of that in future. Well, there should be more of that. It worked well. Do more. Yeah. <laughs> should, we have, should we have another Let one next weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a no. just, just, just between us. Let's just have a little mini one. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so, Friday night. Oh, can I, one more thing on the opening ceremony. Yeah. I, I can't remember who it was. It might have been you, Capsie, who said this originally, but when. Um, 
Alex finished and handed over to Liam, it was like Alan Partridge handing over to David Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> it, exactly like that. <laughs> hey, at least I wasn't the only one channeling Partridge. You were channeling quite a fair bit of Partridge as well. I was just trying not to puke on stage, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's mainly what nerves. Alan Partridge do, um, yeah, was well, doing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there was yeah. a quiz. Then there was quiz. With there Tony was Hawks doing it. Tony Hawks. And it's uh, this it, Tony Hawks' first DJ yeah, yeah. Yeah. ever. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. About fucking time. Yes. <laughs> it didn't feel like it, to be fair. No, no didn't it? No. He, he, got, he started off by getting a huge laugh on the first question of the quiz. And he had a fucking clue why. He didn't know why he was getting a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the question was it's 1971. And everyone went, Rawr! Swedish man. <laughs> everyone pissed themselves laughing. <laughs> and he had no idea why. <laughs> He read it out about, well, from what he I heard, read it out about three or four times. He finished with a very puzzled look on his face. He's <laughs> like, oh, I do like these laughs that I'm getting, but I, I really wish I understood what was happening. Uh, yeah, and obviously he was great. Uh, complete, I mean, obviously the man has practice <laughs> doing that sort yeah. of thing. But, but he's yeah. very good at riffing with the audience as well. He is indeed. Uh, yeah, sort of dealing with the, sort of the hecklers or the, uh, the people shining out and the sort of out of turn just to kind of yeah. immediately but, kind of just going shut oh. up <laughs> oh you're in charge now yeah. <laughs> alright I'll give you the quiz you carry on it's, this, no? this is what okay. I like about those type of guests where you've got um, you know, Tony Hattie um, and John you and know you can, uh, where yeah, where they almost act like the kind of unofficial compares. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so they're almost like they're from the show's past. It's almost like they're just the tried and tested, you know where they are. And they just provide that kind of almost yeah. uh, base level. They drive of things along. For the, for, yeah. you know, and I think they just work so damn well. Um, I very much agreed. Did he um, do a Q, did he do a Q&A after the... He did a Q&A. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got photos. Uh, ah, he's got his little schedule. You're a little schedule. Sorry. Um, <laughs> 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 Johnny Hawks and John <laughs> Big ass schedule. But in terms of the main room, um, it was uh, karaoke. Karaoke. Yeah. Yeah, karaoke. karaoke. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Karaoke was, yeah. Mainly because the guy who insisted on doing back-to-back -back Sinatra tracks, were, he wasn't bad, he had a lovely voice. Fair play to him, but... Um, <laughs> voice. But he was a cunt, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's no. more to do with the fact that if you've got a Friday night karaoke thing, then you need... Variation. Variation. You need a bit of an oomph. And Sinatra doesn't provide your oomph. It's Sinatra's more your end of the night winding down kind of music, which so is... So, stepping up to the plate, Tanya provided some oomph. <laughs> <laughs> and cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got so. to say, though, Shakespeare's sister was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, I was very proud of Josephine. She did a wonderful job. Oh, we were really challenging. Hitting the falsetto was oh, just fucking amazing. spot on. I just, it was amazing to watch. I it's had so the funny. easy job, because, you know... That's good. It's very deep you, the, you the evil one. As the evil one! <laughs> and then I liked uh, Seth Patrick of Toss doing Hello John Got a New Motor. <laughs> <laughs> and Jilted John. Uh, Jilted which John which, which video footage well. is available? Uh, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a really good um, choice. Cause, well, when we say choice, just about everything 
there possible that people have heard of and not heard of and so you could choose stupid things like hello john got a new motor or sit on my face or or every spirit sacred which did happen yeah Yeah, i kick myself for nothing for karaoke next time maybe if the lights don't shine into the audience's eyes so that we can see the singers oh did they yeah oh yeah there were that disco formation so yeah. it was like yeah. so it's <laughs> not designed for you to look at <laughs> disco formation everyone disco formation now <laughs> That just sounds like a really shit 70s revival band. Actually, it sounds quite good. I like the shit bits. So that was pretty much Friday. That was Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So Saturday. Yeah, some of us might have slept a bit. And then Saturday Saturday happened. It started with Tony Hawks playing the Lord Ovens at tennis. Not on the Saturday. He wasn't actually playing them. Oh, what? I was missing (laughs) for Uh, yeah, which um, was a much more serious tone than I was expecting because I mm. I'd heard about this film but I didn't really know of kind of the details of it and I knew that something transpired as a result of the film but I didn't realise that the film was kind of about the discovery of these of how you know how the country was and how yeah yeah and how sort of run down and how you know the hospitals were just it was like really kind of quite I was getting quite teary towards it because it, it was genuinely brilliant. brilliant. And I was really surprised by it because I wasn't expecting it to be so serious. And, but, and, and they were also meeting his mitt on that it was around Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, I, I was. I was really impressed. I, I found it worthy but dull. I'm afraid, but that's just me. I I enjoyed it partly probably because I'd already read the book. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a good story. I think Tony Hawk's has a problem in that, and I felt that about the round island with fridge where things. Think he seems to get bogged down in the story every now and then, and so sometimes it's a little bit slow, and you kind of got to go with it. But um, in terms of the convention, though, it was a good way to open the Saturday. I think, yeah, mm. because what well, you chose for everyone's hangovers to settle. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. But so uh, no, it, it it seemed to go down quite well. It's I'm a good way of easing people in, usually. Yeah, exactly. Saturday. That's, that's it's nothing too intense, but at least you're kind of making a little bit of a jogging start to. To proceedings yeah. for that day because Saturday is obviously the longest day, it is pretty packed. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the uh, Tony Hawk's <laughs> Foundation is they ended up being uh, the charity that the um, ended up being was the prior chosen, charity. yeah. Prior chosen, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I'm you cheating my words poorly, uh, but yeah, they they well, we'll talk about the auction later, but yeah, there was a, a, a <laughs> Um, a large item sold to some gentleman, <laughs> and all that money's gone to the Tony Hawk's Foundation, which you know, it's, it was all set up off the back of his visit. And then we um, his Q and A. Yeah, the coffee no. lounge up alongside it. Ah, is it time for us to sing a jingle? A <laughs> <laughs> return to an old favourite. <laughs> two, a three, a four. Jazz's coffee lounge. Which is cock. This is cock. Except I'm just covered in cocks today. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in the coffee lounge, Jess? Um, people drunk coffee. To put this into perspective, last time Jess told us about the details of three Red Dwarf 10 episodes that actually ended up getting made. Yeah. And this no year, no they drank some coffee. <laughs> 
Spoilers or anything, no major mad announcements. Yeah. Probably because Dub wasn't in the coffee lab. That's true. For the first one, We had Chris and Simon teamed up together uh, on a table having a chat, and they, they seem to be quite a good pair. Uh, and Bobby and Hattie on uh, another table. Um, and it was just basically a nice, lovely little coffee lounge. They had a chat, people drunk coffee. We all fucked off. <laughs> 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 you know, I wanted a big breakfast to come back. <laughs> then, then there was a thing, uh, Q and A of Q&A. the Chris and Robert people. <laughs> the Robert people. Oh. The mini auction just before. Mini auction. Oh yeah. Mini auction. <coughs> yes, that, that was good. That the, was, um, yeah. It was a good thing to have when <laughs> the coffee lounges and stuff were going on because it meant that there was something to keep the energy and interest up. Hmm. Yeah. Good move. Uh, Is that when I burst in with the comedy run? Oh yeah, oh. and you stole the sign. Oh yes. yeah. Oh, that was good. That was <laughs> oh, Tony was. Yeah. Tony was leaving, so we were told we had just five minutes to go and get the science, so we had to go in and nick it during the auction. The funniest so thing was... Total amusement of everyone on the stage. The funniest yeah. thing was, you was running away past the screen and what everyone else saw was Tony's arm waving from the screen, you just walked past going, bye! <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's going, oh, bye Tony, he's off now, and you, you just went pegging past like the second before, and like, he's here. You go right around for no reason. But yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's Chris and Robert's Q&A, anything? Well, they were together. For they the first time. Yeah, I can just say I really like the fact that the Q and A's were more than one person. Well, all the time, this time. I know you had to squeeze it in, <laughs> but actually, it, it made it a bit of a more different dynamic, yeah. especially when you see a lot of these people year after year after year. So yeah. And again, yeah. the feedback from the fans um, who had again come more than once was actually this was their preference. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing the guys together yeah. in, in pairs, well, uh, that was certainly the, the bits of the Q and A's that go down the best in previous years, my experience, are when right at the end when Chris cra- uh, gate crashes Roberts or vice versa. They mm-hmm. tend to tend to be on at similar times because they have similar schedules, so they're always crossing over. And when they start talking to each other from across the room it gets a big reaction and yeah, so banter yeah. and Forty, and well 50 minutes to an hour of that and just yeah, yeah. the same yeah. like Craig and Danny as well a lot of obviously energy Craig and Danny yeah. obviously they're a good double act and they always kind of riff off each other so whenever they're on stage you just gonna the anecdotes yeah. seem to build on each other as well. That's true. Each yeah. one adds in more details. A, a sort yeah. of a one bullshit feedback loop. And also, if there's no questions, you know, it still fills and it still works yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll never, I'll never watch Mr. Flibble and Rimmer and his gingham dress the same way again. Mm. <laughs> we also got that Chris anecdote about his terrible date. And I think yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear this. Yeah, about him, 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 about, yeah, him taking it. Because obviously, we've heard that story over and over again. Yeah, he's scared of horses, gun of pockets, blah, blah, blah. We haven't <laughs> actually heard why. And the fact he'd had such a terrible date that he'd gone horse riding for the first time with a girl he was trying to impress was on a date. Yeah. Yeah. And then she got thrown off the horse and got concussion. <laughs> oh, God. And then that was why she had really one vision and she thought it was someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the fact that... I like the fact the, the, the climax to the story was a joke about brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was my favourite bit. Standard. Then, then... Could I just go back? Yes. 
I genuinely missed most of the weekend. Mm. Um, how did Tony's Q and A go? Well. I think he expected really well. it to be about the film. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that the fifth question down where someone said, oh, the playing the difference equipment. How much of that was dramatisation? How much of that was actually real footage? Went, oh, thank you for asking a question. He was obviously expecting a lot of questions about the film, but a lot of people just ask you about kind of um, how he got yeah. onto Red Dwarf and stuff. Well, it's the first time. Yeah. And it transpired that the reason why he got the job was because John Lennon turned it down. We'd heard he didn't that turn before. It down. Oh, John Lennon was, wasn't doing stand-up anymore. Oh, no, no, John Lennon was booked to do the warm-up for the initial mounting, and then the technician strike happened, and he wasn't oh, available. So it was that, yeah. Oh, okay. So the he's the, the, yeah, the Alexandra Pig of um, <laughs> warm-up. <laughs> did That's fucking obscure. <laughs> That's why we're here. I think we're, I, I felt like we were getting a bit too mainstream. I just had to throw that one in there. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, we, we have a cued uh, comment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He had he had a very good knack of um, doing that thing that well dealing with the sort of questions that you get from people who, when you get a guy like Tony Hawks, you get people asking him questions about other Red Wolf episodes, yeah. like yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a very good knack of taking a question. And then instantly, if he didn't like it, just deciding to talk about mm-hmm. something completely different yeah. and it being funny. Yeah. So yeah. he kept it, his, his whole Q&A was really entertaining. Where'd you get your ideas for your sermons? <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, the, the, well, the first thing he said, the first question, I think you mentioned this on Twitter, John, was talking about how like, he was the, one of the, the, the first line of Red Dwarf production was yes. you know, him coming on the stage. It was like, it was yeah. the start of the week. Actually, no, he said that... Did he not actually say that on Friday? But anyway, but the, you know, talking <laughs> he did about actually repeat himself at times yeah. on both. To be fair, talking yeah. about the warm-up is just—it's a—it's a comfortably obscure part of Red Dwarf production. I but just yeah, think it's interesting if, enough. If, yeah. if you want to see some of that, watch the beginning documentary on Body Snatcher Absolutely, DVD, yeah. which has uh, some footage yeah. of Tony doing the warm-up yeah. for I think the end. I think it's actually the first episode. Mm. Uh, it's the the end. But I'd it's certainly love, series one. I'd love to see. All of those rushes. They, yeah, should, they should make a big box set of just rushes. That, that <laughs> well, that would <laughs> <laughs> Red Dwarf sessions. The rushes still exist. Um, yes. Yeah. No, they survive. Yeah. So after Q and A's, we had uh, videos. And, yeah, videos. Yeah. That's um, yeah. Videos. And um, food. And food. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> autographs and photo shoots and while that was happening we had Red Wolf Olympics which was full of new stuff this year so that was good. Oh, like old stuff but more we, we never do I did it I was incredibly shit at every single one <laughs> <laughs> yes you were <laughs> yes, yes I really was uh, uh, guess who was good uh, that was me Gelf yeah, well done Gelf Gelf yeah. who Gelf who guess who was good Tony Oxford I don't know it was Guess Who, but with Red Dwarf characters, and it was excellent. And uh, I, yes. showed it, I showed it to uh, Rebecca Blackstone when she turned up, because I happened to have it in my hand, and showed her that Pre was on it, and said, that is the coolest hand. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were talking to Rebecca Blackstone, you happened to have what in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> it's unavoidable. <laughs> oh, is that what you told her? <laughs> I really hope this is <laughs> I really hope. Bring it back, bring it back. 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 
Bring it back to me. Then, so, yeah. Saturday night, evening entertainment. Yes. What was it? Now I saw some of the entries but I didn't see everything because I was in the photo into we in the photo room seeing people coming into line yeah. to go but I didn't see everyone. So who what what was actually there? I knew there was there was one excellent cosplay which I won't mention at the moment, but yeah, just um what was that? No one blacked up this year. Yeah. Oh, hey. oh, well progress well, everyone. Well, <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah. But your cats don't count. An actual cat, not the cat. An actual cat. And she's a small child. It's fine. Small kids are allowed to be racist. There's a cut-off point for blacking up. Is it puberty? It's when you hit puberty. What else was there? Quickly. There was, there was a, a woman who dressed up as Red Dwarf. Yeah. Yes. With well, yeah. Uh, shoes of Starbuck and Blue Midget and the amount of shoe effort midget, that went into Shoe Midget. Shoe Midget. Shoe Midget. And Starclog. <laughs> To be fair, I'm not a fan of the canned laughter at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that the, the effort that was absolutely fucking incredible. It was, it was, it was proper, conceptually really. Was she? Good as well. Was she? Like, she seems like a because you get these professional cosplayers who genuinely go all out, like to the point where the costume's uncomfortable, but it fucking looks like it should do. So. It just it just looked amazing. She had it kind of like went from sort of the back of the ship was the top. She had like a headpiece that was kind of like the, the engine, the other sort of yeah. the booster. The then it kind of went round, and the body the body was like kind of like there was like a corset, and then it was like it was at the front of the ship, and then they mm. kind of split like a dress, which was the the uh, the, the um, yeah, it was the shape of the, oh, yeah. like the hard angle. What the, the fucking thing at the front? A high I, don't think, I don't think the audience got to see a lot of the details actually, because on her body was um, the, the was the asteroid. And there was actually <laughs> that, a tiny little lister. Really? Painting. On the F. Oh, yeah. Oh, you see, this yeah. is the it's, kind it's of thing. Absolutely. And that. that's why, um, obviously, sorry, just a little spoiler for later, but she obviously allowed it to be shown, didn't she, today? She, hung, I think, mounted it up so people could see yeah. it. She brought the, the stunt with her. <laughs> She's she? intended from to do Australia. that all along. She brought from Australia, with grief. <laughs> So, oh, it's just, oh, okay. it, it's always a problem with a fancy dress that because it happens at night in a room with not particularly good lighting, you often don't get to see, don't get to yeah, see the, the details, details. Yeah. Especially, the work that went into them. Especially if you're at the back, which is um, difficult. I, I don't know how feasible it is to set up a camera to put it on the screens because you did have screens. But um, how feasible that was, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in a position yeah, to not say my um, <laughs> area. But I, yeah, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's you know, it's just a suggestion that no, you know, it it'd probably helped because we were at the back, which is and we're not usually <laughs> far up the back. I don't know why. Um, John's usually quite far up the back. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a high standard. <laughs> that <throughout>. means nothing. They got a lot. Oh yeah. I said it was a high standard throughout. Um, there was oh, some brilliant. You. Costumes, yeah. You, uh, you have neglected to mention second place as well. We yes. About third place and first place. So I assume, so I assume the, the Red Dwarf win was that one. Red Dwarf was first place. So what was second and third? An astounding Crichton costume yes. was second. Oh, now you see, because we could see Crichton at the back, we thought that was a sure winner, and we yes. didn't see the detail. But as soon as I saw the detail on the Red Dwarf, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. fine. But he was enough. in that. He was in that costume all day. Yeah. 
That's yes. incredible. Yeah. It was amazing. But the thing is, there were other people who were dressed up in costume who didn't enter the costume competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who yeah, probably should have done, to be fair. Because yeah. yeah. it's a new yeah. thing in, in conventions. Yeah. It's starting to cosplaying. Cosplaying's become a bit. Yeah. But it was such a good costume yeah. that I remember when he first turned up on a Saturday morning, there was actually a couple of double takes. Yeah, yeah. From the back. Oh, is it? Oh no, wait, no, it's not. And so the, that's how convincing There are some fantastic was, photos of him and Robert. Yes. I, walked in, <laughs> I walked into the green room and there's Robert sat there and there's a guy and I looked like a statue at first. I didn't realise it was a guy in a suit. And I just went, holy shit. Because I just walked around and this room enchanted. Having really a marijuana <laughs> Part of the the creepiness was uh, that his eyes were kind of set back behind the eye holes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, no eyes. And, yeah. and there was this sort of like permanent expression on the like sort of a, like an empty expression yeah. on the mouth because it was like glued on to the. Yeah. It was just like you. It, it I mean, actually, to be fair, what it shows eyes, is yeah. how well the, the the masks for the shows actually are because yeah. it's yeah. so it difficult work. not to go into Uncanny Valley yeah. with that thing, yeah. and you kind of get that a bit in Series Two Crides. And it's it, you yeah, get a bit yeah. slightly unnerved. And the yeah. Red Dwarf USA was all. You always find yeah. yourself in uncanny valley. <laughs> <laughs> that also means nothing. <laughs> Anal sex. <laughs> Maybe later. Not here. It's too sudden. <laughs> Outside of those main three, what, were there any other particularly good ones? I didn't really see. I yeah. just saw. Uh, thi- yeah. I saw things being wheeled through oh. trolleys and things in the we, green we room. We had a Lister's birthday card to himself. Ah, uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's which opened? Which opened? Any other year that would have been very close to yes. 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 I think um, I get some people Juliet's cuteness factor just um, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there was um, oh Simon uh, Simon the curry monster yeah. 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 that was also really good work I didn't mm-hmm. get to see any of this I feel like um, I'm really it was also <laughs> Space Weevil little <laughs> char, um, child doing a Space uh, Weevil yeah. and, uh, I think Sim Crawford actually I've got a mention by the judges in terms of the detail and oh, um, yes, of course. the accuracy of, of the, the costume and yes. the haircut that was Vicky yeah she was yeah everything about that that was a very good costume did someone well. dress it I saw someone walking around as um, was it Captain Tao from Sirens I saw someone in the oh uh, someone went as um, okay. Sirens Kachansky oh, right. yes because yeah. she lost the end of her champagne cork gun hmm. oh that's <laughs> what that was I found that yeah. you did find it yeah she was Oh, never mind. <laughs> 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 and then there was the Christmas one, which was Holly from Queen. Oh, watch Yeah, that's a nice idea. That makes a change from that. I was going to say, the same guy who last year came as a black and white minstrel. Shall I come as Queeg next? <laughs> <laughs> there was a Dwayne Dibley I saw, but this one not blacked up. Yeah, there were two Dwayne Dibleys in fact. There were, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, but there was a bit of a, I think when the Dwayne Dibley came on, there was a bit of a cheer, like, thank God he hasn't blacked up! Hooray! There's no racism this year. Then, 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 um, Bill Pearson. 
Bill Pearson. <laughs> ah, yeah. No, I oh, there was a list um, of stuff, otherwise known as Steve. No, Bowers. before Bill Pearson, <laughs> it was Richard O'Callaghan and Simon no, Hughes. No, no, no. Oh, no, it wasn't no. You're right. I, you I may not have seen down. any of it, but I. Um, I hear it was great. I set the order of it and set it going. Deferential. Sorry, it was Bill first. Before Bill went on, there was a list of things I thought. Right, I know what he's going to say, and I hope he doesn't go on about he thinks Back to Earth was shit, he hated <laughs> the programme when it came on, his recent conversations with Doug, I know every single one of them came up in conversations, oh, shut up, and, Bill. And, uh, sorry, who else was but on was with fine. him? Steve Howarth. Steve Howarth, yeah. Surely. Not the Steve Howarth who wrote no. the programme guy. No, because, that, because no. that's Chris Howarth. Chris Howarth. Ah, Steve Steve ah right, sorry, yeah. Steve Howarth. Steve Howarth. Yes, sorry, yes. There's one thing he, I don't think he mentioned. Steve Howarth is the gestalt entity of the two people. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing I don't think he mentioned in the Q&A, but that he was talking about publicly all over the place, is that he hates Starbuck, just as a thing, as Outrage. a design. It, yeah. <laughs> Hmm? What a prick! <laughs> it's it's just and like yeah, it was in the most room. I, I hated making this model talking about the model he made for. I wanted to annihilate. I it. wanted to annihilate this model, and, <laughs> and then Steve and then Steve Howard chipped was here. Yeah, I don't like Starbuck either. I was like, but Mel, Mel Bibby, Rocky Marshall, and um, Peter Rugg, all these people made this. Shut up! Uh, it's it's possibly not not the way to get yourself liked at a red dwarf yeah. convention. Yeah. Exactly the reason I thought. I hope he doesn't start with this. It was, he ended with it, so it was fine. Yeah. There, there, there are several on things the, that can be quite contentious when he mentions them. On the positive quite funny side, when he yeah. does. Did he have like a show reel? Yeah, I'd say I liked the fact the slideshow was going as he was talking Definitely. to give a kind of, kind of, of because more it, like, interest. Every so often it was kind of like something came up and it was like, oh, and this, this is the thing. Yeah, like they started to make the they tried to make the asteroid out of like. Um, Aquarium rocks and try and make a big amalgamation didn't work. They ended up making a full, you know, cast piece and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind um, of interesting like, seeing the iterations of it being done. And I like the cat letter story. For yeah, for, yeah. For yeah. Moon, yeah, a lot of moon talk as well. And I love that film, but it was just great to there hear was, the kind um, of in, the in and outs of it. There was another film he worked on. It was uh, it was quite famous. It was late sort of late seventies. He mentions it every now and then. What was it called? Uh, holiday on the buses. What's it? Oh no! <laughs> it's uh, it's got an alien Space in it. <laughs> alien three. <laughs> the quest for peace. No alien. I was being, I was being facetious. Uh, it wasn't really, work, it wasn't really uh, working. Uh, Ah, thank you. This is my podcast. <laughs> the audience have turned. <laughs> uh, You're used to that. But yeah, there was lots of there was. He talked a lot about that, didn't he? Um, I yes. imagine. Was <laughs> that did, good? He talked a lot. He did. He definitely talked a lot. Um, yeah, he was. He was pretty interesting, although um, not always um, the. It's yeah. not always most fascinating of talkers in a way. He sort of goes. You know, but then he—that's not his area. But it was interesting. I think, yes. to be fair to Bill, if you catch him off stage, mm. uh, it's, it's a lively. totally different yeah. kind of yeah. conversation. Um, and also, it's, 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 it's a conversation. Yeah, exactly. To be it's, it, even just the same stories, because I've heard him tell those before. Uh, it's just delivered in an entirely different way. And um, to be fair to him, and obviously to the he's audience. not used to being on stage, mm. yeah. giving, I, uh, giving that kind of presentation. The audience so. reaction is always really muted with any uh, like effects, sort of Q and A. Yeah, yeah. when the model unit 
you know, do did their bits and God knows how many DJs in a row before this one. Um, they the, the the audience was always really chatty and it was never that was pissing me off yeah. when people were talking. Yeah. Yeah. Especially it was really really annoying. Well, it was the same with the Richard Callahan one. And yeah, that was the problem. The problem is system, no one no, person right, was was speaking loudly, but the cumulative effect of everyone. Mm. Yeah. Was really um, bad. It, I mean, it is just. It, well. uh, it would be better if people just got up and left and had a conversation outside. Mm. To be, I mean, I know how it happens it, that you end up having a conversation, you, your attention wanders, but um, it ends up being quite distracting for other people who are trying to listen and yeah. who are really interested. If you want to go talk, don't be in the room. If you want to talk, talk to the bar, do, do whatever there. Yeah. Do, you, uh, do, you, yeah. do you think it's though? It's it's the the guests, or do you think it's because obviously? For those two Q and A's, it was set up in the uh, the kind of the evening style yeah. tables. You, you're naturally setting up people where they're not always able to face the stage. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's definitely an element. Also, I may be wrong, but I think um, sound was bleeding in from outside through the doors. Yeah, yeah. 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 that was a problem. There was a problem with the doors being left open when people kept going out to the bar, and then of course people just go out into that outside foyer. Have a conversation, and yeah. it just comes back in. They're kind of in the really loud, watching the, at the bar looking at the, they can see the room from the outside, but the, not actually in the s- room. Simple so. answer is shut the fucking door when you go mm-hmm. out. The, uh, <laughs> the reverse Larry Grayson. So <laughs> the, the actual Larry Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> You're the actual the, the Larry reverse. Grayson. <laughs> Some of the uh, the reverse Larry Grayson. Open that position. fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Danny's head exploding whenever there's a big laugh because he's got well, his head the fact that I hit me through my head and then the room was well. So, yeah. um, there was there's some photo. The thing is because the photographs were kind of flicking through, it was like someone was just showing us. And I, I saw what looked like, and I'll have to see if the, if, the, if I can find the picture again. But it's such a small detail. But I could have swore I saw flux capacitor attached to the side and I was I literally knew it oh go back go back I want to go back again. and I just thought oh shit there's a Q&A on I'll shut the fuck up <laughs> I was about to ask a question and then it kind of wrapped up and I was like oh bollocks <laughs> can, can I just say I'm really happy that year in the year out we get um, the visual effects uh, kind of element in because I know it doesn't interest everyone and I know maybe it's slightly more minority interest yeah, compared to the audience but there's a real it's not just like five people who like it there are lots of people yeah. who like it and I'm really happy the convention hasn't said oh we won't do that this year because let's try and be a bit more kind of crowd pleasing well, there is, there is a small uh, the small factor of the um, guest booker being a big fan of work, <laughs> <laughs> which is <Hello>. Joe <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, yeah and it, well, it's one of those—it's one of those traditions, the good traditions of DJ, where it, all the every single DJ I've been to, there's been that element, and yeah. I think Mike Tucker have, um, had been at every single one and always had a different video to show, whether it was an archive one or a new show mm-hmm. showreel. Has he finally um, run out? Well, the, the, um, we know now that they've been on Doctor Who, so yes. Be interesting to see where they I go. Always keep an eye on them. It does round out no, no, things no. a bit. I, was just I love the fact that Bill Peterson is too many extent, many extent, too many extent. <laughs> <laughs> too many extent. And who's Bill Peterson? <laughs> uh, Bill Bryson's brother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's very much Blue Peter, though. I mean, all his models are, are, are you know, sticky back plastic yoga pots. Everything's mm. made from other things. There's, yeah. there's, although everything's scratch built, it's not. Everything's not been modelled from scratch in resin. It's all. I've, 
Well, there's a, a dustbuster and a stuck a fucking car tire on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, like binoculars and kind of things. Yeah. And equally, the fact that he's quite stuff. happy to point that out. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah there's two pairs of binoculars. It's that kind of thing, though. It's the fact that you've, you've put effort in and you've kind of thought about it in a, in a clever way. The, the last thing you want is for people not to know it. Absolutely. Yeah. So that we, you want to tell people what's in there. Um, and is that what they were saying about, um, he said the Trojan. He showed, obviously, that's what we were saying about the binoculars. Yeah. And he said... Um, where they'd sourced all of the pieces for it from one car boot sale. <laughs> it was like a pound shop to kind of what he yeah, used. Something pound shops because it's cheap go. and they can use like sort of like model packs and <coughs> things in kind of, well, I don't know what they call Wind up radios. Uh, the, the sort of blister packs and the kind of things where the, the, the models are kind of pre-rendered in like a flat pack and you push them out. You just use them as groobling and just throw them on the model and just glue them on and then just, you know, cover them. That's it. He's got a story, I don't know whether he did it in the Q&A, but he's got a story about uh, he had to build a scutter on one occasion and he knew that one had recently been spray painted uh, yeah. and so he found where it had been puns. spray painted saw the concrete and so you could see the outline of it where the paint had been over the edges <laughs> and so just traced that on tracing paper and that was where he built his scutter <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got the dimensions yeah, because the BBC oh, yeah. wouldn't let him have the dimensions because yeah. it was there, the visual effects were a separate entity and stuff So, so he so. stole it from concrete <laughs> I have to say also for Bill Although, you know, he had his bit on stage, but Bill was very good. He hung around mm. talking to the audience for the whole time he was here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, After the q everybody And Steve as well. Yes, yeah, well. kudos to both of them. That You know, they were really up and available for people to go and talk to them at all times, which is exactly what they're like. And, you know, it, it really helps to have people on hand at all times. After Bill Pearson, we had Simon Treves and Richard O'Callaghan. They were good as Which well. Which, so, yeah, that, that was probably my favourite yeah. Q&A of the uh, whole weekend. That's two loveys. Two loves. <laughs> two loves. Yeah. Two big loveys. Um, yeah, Richard O'Callaghan. Uh, Callaghan. Callaghan. Uh, <laughs> was, was lovely last DJ and he's was equally as lovely this DJ and is a great guest in that he's had a long career and he's had plenty to talk about, and so you can just ask him a fairly open-ended question and he'll just go off and speak for 10 minutes. Um, which is great because um, when you've got someone like Richard O'Callaghan who isn't an established um, star or guest star, then sometimes you have problems with the number of uh, questions that people have. But it wasn't too bad, actually. I think there was quite yeah. a lot of questions. And I was surprised, because, yeah, it was a contrast to um, when we had Richard O'Callaghan last time, because there weren't so many questions. And he, yeah, but he, he spun out what he got. So yeah, he's, he's both terrific value. And so was Simon Treves, and they really helped that they knew each other. The thing is, you get slightly jaded sometimes when you come year after year and you do kind of forget oh there's a lot of people who are new that haven't heard all the stories that we've yeah. heard ten times but as someone who's been coming for years it's really nice to hear stuff that's new and different two of my favourite um, bits come from this Q&A there's one where uh, Richard O'Callaghan uh, talks about his theory that um, Hogan the Rogue was made in voice slip <laughs> <laughs> and it was programmed to be a ridiculous Mexican and Seb was pretty pleased with that yeah and also, very with himself. <laughs> that Sam Treves um, uh, revealed that this is not something that uh, Doug and Linda knew, but that he, were, his family were all f uh, were friends with 
the family of John the original Jab. Yeah, John Havaneri. I always forget his name. John. Uh, so there was a, a weird a connection there that was never really established. There's some weird yeah. sort of happenstance that yeah. they just happen to know each other and they both end up playing the same part. It was yeah, really interesting. Yeah. yeah, and then I found out that um, Simon Treves was uh, the was it the great great, great nephew yeah. of the Doctor Who Tret John Merrick. Tret. 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 Yeah, that was it was fascinating. That was weird because that was like that was just like a sort of weird connection. That was, that was Yeah. And then the, the, and then even Richard Callan then jumped in and said that they were doing Elephant Man and he was like again it was just all these connections. It's like oh yeah you've got story. Who was the actor who was it was um, Charles Hawtrey. Charles Hawtrey, yeah. Oh, so yeah. When, when when was your first film so Hawtrey? Well, my first talkie was in 1939. <laughs> that was my favourite anecdote yeah, all weekend. It was amazing. And then after the old two old lovies were Wait. done. Uh, oh, one more point. There, um, there was a, an interesting crossover kind of thing. They were asked what other Red Dwarf characters they would like to play. Um, uh. Simon Treves said he would like to play Hoagie. <laughs> and Richard O'Callaghan said he would like to play Dungo. <laughs> that, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Getting three series in a row. <laughs> 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 Tony Hooks. See, I'd, I'd like to see a Dungo and Mrs. Rimmer sex scene. <laughs> Red Dwarf oh. 11. Especially if it's Richard Dungo. Yes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and Rebecca Blackstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then we had John Lenehan. specifics of the trick but there was one particular thing that required concentration from the audience and before then there was still a lot of chatter from the previous <laughs> Q&A's and he used this to sort of say okay for this it's important you need to shut up sit down everyone look at me and it, it just looked, it was very amusing it was point. shouting a lot of people but yeah from that point after the trick was done everyone was well, just the trick was completely there. worth it yeah. 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 it was one of the things where you just go like, like, like uh, what, what's this and then it's like does it yeah well we can't holy shit. we can't really <laughs> no, yeah. no, but, yeah. no it's it's and, it, and it's yeah worthless it's to say oh wasn't it brilliant when no one else knows what we're talking about but yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's one thing to have a captive audience for a Q&A but to have a captive audience of 350 plus people yeah. for a comedy performance it's not easy that <laughs> <laughs> Have the entire room in your hands when it's 350 people. Like, there's not that many comedians that will play to that num number of people. Well, no. you you come out of it and you just think, why isn't he more well known? Yeah. Mm. yeah. But, but every now and then he's, uh, he's he's like you know the answer on a qu on a you know TV quiz like maybe on I don't know. He was on QI. Um, Q QI yeah. possibly and um, maybe Mastermind because you know the first magician to be kicked out of the magic circle and. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's weird. I, like, I, why, I genuinely why wonder whether I genuinely wonder whether that hurts his career. No, I absolutely did it now. We spoke to him. Oh, what did he say? He, he said no. He said no. <laughs> well, get it. That's not He actually stated quite clearly that he was sorry that he hadn't milked it. <laughs> the best of the thing. Yeah. I say that all the time. Well, <laughs> that means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Go back here, man. Then we had a disco, and the least said about that, the better. <laughs> Not because it was bad, but because we were very drunk and dancey and shouting. And <laughs> oh. I've, I've ruined the mood now. Lots of cheese. Mm -hmm. The disco was good. Much <laughs> shaking and silliness and sweating. And then uh, Alex um, and I sang very loudly. A lot. <laughs> and annoyed the first floor. Yeah. Who complained, you Fuck miserable guys. goits? Who gets a room on the first floor anyway? <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> <it's laughs> <right. laughs> oh. no, right. I thought you were on the piano. Actually, it was just a complaint, wasn't it? <laughs> I was trying to sleep. <laughs> so that was Saturday. Correct. Slash Sunday. And then, yeah, that was Saturday. No, slash Sunday. We are not introducing this Sunday. <laughs> and then a couple of hours later, um, yeah. Yeah, I had an hour and a half sleep. I think you do. Cumulative of about seven hours mm -hmm. of the whole weekend, but yeah, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. It takes a lot for me to forgo breakfast, but I forgo breakfast. I forgo I forgo breakfast. What was the first thing this morning? Video Jesus. Ladies. 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 That have said our podcast are full of old wanks. Ladies, what happened? I've got things to ladies. say. Go on, then. Are uh, you saying this as a lady? Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, as yeah. a lady. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I thought they were. Did all, they really did well considering that they've only had small parts in the last series? Um, and have never really entered the world of Red Dwarf before. I felt a bit sorry for them. All three, yeah. <laughs> all three of you doing a Q&A for the first time. Yeah, yeah they did really well. Really good. Um, you know, the, I suppose the only... I have got no idea, obviously, um, what things were like um, behind the scenes, but um, maybe what might have helped them is maybe Patty joining in or something like that, an old hand... Um, oh, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> That's going to blow the budget in terms of V. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, so I mean, there, there weren't that many questions for them, but they handled it all really well. It yeah, helped that Sydney and Isla knew each other. Um, and yeah, the best friend. The thing is, yeah. they, they were genuinely enthusiastic as well. It wasn't yeah. like yeah. it was just like fake for the sake of it. They, 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 they that is nice actually. Questions. Rebecca Blackstone's incredibly mm. enthusiastic. Rebecca Blackstone's the most enthusiastic yeah. person in the world. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, they're, they're, they're all lovely. Like, oh, it's just brilliant, fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think Rebecca really endeared herself to a lot of the fans yeah. by 
coming down the night before to the uh, disco and yeah. talking, and she you know, she stood and talked with me for ten or fifteen minutes about her education in uh, <laughs> Michigan and then moving to Britain. She's an American too. There was a, yeah. there was a bit with her before the disco when um, you go back to the end of the Olympics when the room changeover was taking place, mm. and she got kind of slightly just abandoned, sort of upstairs, and just she just. Um, and there was a bunch of kids just sat outside, just like cross-legged, waiting for the room to open again. She could have just gone down to the green room, and, but she just decided to actually sit down next to them and just start talking to yeah. them and chatting to them. And it was really lovely. I mean, it's it was nice. just nice to see her just endear herself to the fans that way. So. I think a lot of people as well, the fans, they just didn't recognise her on the Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. I recognised her in the elevator coming down <laughs> before all that. And I, I got in and I looked there and she kind of looked at me and smiled and I said, I don't want to sound like a creep. Is your name Rebecca? She goes, yeah. <laughs> I liked your role. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, oh, thank you. I wonder if it's anything to do with the fact that Gene T haven't shut up about her ever since. <laughs> I didn't say I was, I was associated with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it lovely? You really me. You <laughs> Isn't it lovely, though, that someone who is that lovely and also they're putting um, one of the best, if not the best, guest performance in a whole of series 10? Yeah. So it's like just it's not yeah, just she, one she, or the other. It's like you know she's yeah. just amazing yeah, all yeah, around. Good from that, obviously it was revealed that um, wasn't it Sydney Stevenson originally went for the role of Pre before and she said she was going to play it in a really kind of like happy, happy, she's but a very it, condescending kind she's of way. Playing it similar to Irene. Irene, yes, exactly. Which would, have been even, which would have been really sinister. I'd have thought. Yeah, would have been a different kind of sinister. Yeah. Because it would have been happy, but sort of with the, with the edge of evil on top, just like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to open the yellow yeah. you know what I mean? So that was pretty yeah. interesting. It's, it, it's weird to think how things could be different. I mean, the end of this podcast <laughs> would sound so very different. Then, what happened? Was it the auction next to the q yeah, yeah, It was the auction. auction. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, we need to talk Jeez. about yes. some of the things that got purchased and by whom. And by auctions. <laughs> Who wants to volunteer themselves first? What was the other stuff apart from the big ones? Uh, well, old, uh, I'm, I think I'll just go shirt. straight to the big ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so to speak. Two big pieces bought by um, <laughs> me. Two big Jez. pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Response to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Capsy should have no sleep more often. <laughs> um, well, one of them uh, was that Bill had gone through his box of bits from where they'd been doing all the model work on Series 10 and revamping the remastered model. So they had the two nameplates off the remastered model, which they then replaced for Series 10, as well as a couple of other bits. A couple of bits of Greenway. And the model of Crichton that was in the cockpit of Blue Midget. Oh. And then it was signed by Bill, Steve, Chris, Craig, Danny, Robert, and Doug. Uh, and that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was mine from the moment Bill walked in with it. <laughs> I would like to point out at this point that nothing untoward was happening. No, this no. was a free and open bidding bid. process. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, 350. 350. Yep. And then, what happened next, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I woke up and got out of bed at a phone call from Capsule. <laughs> Basically, I came pelting down the corridor. One phone call I made this morning cost Jez a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> 
so let's. Should we talk about what it is? Uh, right. Well, actually, we've, 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 we've heard about this Starbuck. Yeah. From uh, when we did the interview with Bill for the IDX premiere. Oh uh, uh, yes. And he mentioned making the Starbuck, and it just so happens that this particular this Starbuck guy got in well, touch with you. Yeah, didn't yeah it's a guy called Rob Burris. Burris. Um, he's the guy who got the Starbuck on whatever you want, yeah. and it's just one of I think he was storing it at his parents' house or something like that. Yeah. They yeah. run out of space, and uh, he contacted me and said he'd like to donate it. Uh, to the auction and raise money for whatever our charity is, because he's a lovely man. Yeah, he's he a very here. lovely man. Oh, <laughs> yes, was, was, I, I got to speak to him. Gave, saying that, obviously, um, we gave him a free ticket. Yeah. Um, after after the auction, was he just weeping a bit in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> I did said? bump into afterwards. I'll have to email him, but he was in the room when it went because yeah. I saw oh, wow. I saw him. You thanked him and. Um, he was there, so he knows what he went for. <laughs> I, um, I, I spoke to him before, we'll to I, just before the event kind of started, when he was already about, and um, he was saying how when they were making the TV show, when they were delivering the Starbuck to him in the show, they kind of winced it down on a on a, like a set of strings from the ceiling, and they had like sort of like fireworks attached to it, yeah. which weren't part of the you know obviously, but they just put on for effect. But you know. what they just these were just like the prop department had just thrown these firework things onto the thing and basically burnt the model as it was coming down. <laughs> so you see, you see on the model there's like there's burnt marks on each leg, and it's from these fireworks. They just they just stuck on like sellotape, and then when he got it, <laughs> there was just bits hanging off the model because it was just. Um, it was investigated incidentally it. to put um, the uh, this footage on one of the DVDs. But they couldn't afford to clear it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, they, it's they, they managed to get. It's um, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. I mean, Bill told me about this model <coughs> months and months and months ago when I was talking to him about his model work and he was saying about the Starbuck. He should have just listened that. to our podcast instead. <laughs> he said that he watched that model being dropped on the television program <coughs> and it was just an incredible moment of tension thinking, it's going to fall apart for fuck's sake, take the fireworks off the fucking thing. <laughs> he described it as that piece of shite. Is it now about the time we bring up the price this piece of shite went for? How much did that piece of shite go for, Jess? Uh, my left kidney. <laughs> <laughs> and half of your right. How much? Enough. It went for an excess of a grunt. Let's just, yeah. yeah. More than a thousand pounds was spent on a piece of shite. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's been fondled by a Scotsman and covered in sparkler shards. <laughs> <laughs> more than one thousand, less than what one thousand two hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> Make of that one. Uh, yeah. So the thing is, and it, it does when, look when it's on display, every, every single person who went near it went just went mental. Yeah, they like, just they lost their <laughs> shit. <laughs> you you wouldn't think it, you wouldn't think it was made by someone who hated Starbucks. <laughs> would you? It really, it really is a nice model. It is um, a lovely, lovely, and lovely. Any lovely. Uh, damage that it has um, is going to be repaired by Mike Tucker. Yeah, yes. Mike Tucker is a lovely man. He's a lovely man. This is a story. <laughs> <of lovely man. laughs> yeah. he, um, uh, when we found out that the model needed work, we did try and get it repaired before um, Dimension Jump, but due to the fact that the Starbug model was in Liverpool <laughs> and then going to Cambridge and we had to pick it up en route. So um, Mike Tucker um, offered as part of the auction prize to uh, refurb it all. 
so uh, it'll be a very pretty piece of shit, Jess. <laughs> yeah, it'll be rolled in glitter. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there is one important fact that you missed out in this sentence. It will be MINE! <laughs> <laughs> piece of shit. So yeah, it's... Uh, My so that was the so that, that was the... Everyone was kind of expected. Everyone was looking forward to the <coughs> well, this, was going to get it. See, this thing, because I thought a I lot of the auction there. items this year went for too, le- too, too little. <laughs> Far too little. I really do. But I don't know whether my mind's tricking me. I seem to recall auction items used to go for more about five years ago. There was more well, There was more money. <laughs> there may, there may more money. Some... I know, that's what yeah. I was about to bring up, yeah. that I presume that's I part also, of so I'm, I'm fairly philosophical about this because like there is there's lots of items that you think oh that's a shame that could have gone for more but it's almost getting to the point where it's quite a nice little um, tradition <laughs> that people are really happy because they've got something excellent yeah. for not for not yeah. a great yeah. deal of money which is kind of DJ in a I think in it's, a nutshell. It swings around yeah. us as well. Yeah. There's some things go for less than you expect, and some things go for more than you expect. Well, well yeah. certainly yeah. this year, you know, I mean, that Starbucks just cancelled out anything that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. might yeah. have gone for too little. But yeah, there was a beautiful piece of concept art that came in. Mm. That's right, was, the um, Michael Ralphs. Yes, um, it was yeah. sort of the yeah. the yeah. Trojan console. Yeah. It was the Trojan console where somebody had spo- uh, part of it was Doug's face photoshopped in to yeah. be. It was yeah. The, Doug the was kind of sat there. Yeah, and yeah, the 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 yeah. Uh, It was signed by Doug. It was quite nicely mounted. That went. Was it seventy? Yeah, yeah. And then oh, the next gosh. item was a T-shirt which went rated. So there you go. Danny mentioned in his Q and A at one point that he was involved in a Red Dwarf auction where he um, sold off his very first script, mm. which I presume he means the end. Yeah. Now, oh, it might uh, have been waiting for, no, Body Snatcher. What well, I mean, I mean I've mean, i never, oh, no, I've been, never seen a no, series one, one I've never seen a series one Red Dwarf script. Mm. I presume other people have them around very rarely, yeah, but I've true. never seen one. Then. So, I mean, I would have, if, if anything, not, not even come photocopies up. or anything like no, that. No, I've never seen one. Speaking of things that were mentioned in Danny's Q&A, the next item was Danny's Q&A, which was along with Chris, uh, no, Craig. Craig, Craig, the other one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so that, that's really the billing there. Danny John Jules featuring Craig Charles and Doug Naylor. <laughs> so that was an epic session, which was very, very good. Yeah, Doug Doug Naylor came in at the, the in, a, in a kind good. of bit of time saving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to do with the fact that both um, Craig and Doug turned up incredibly late. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked out really well because yeah, like, when you get yeah. through them on stage, they just kind of rivet. Yeah, you can just see the, the chemistry that goes on between them all and how long they've known each other, and mm. it's just so. Tangible when you see on stage, it's just it's nice. I did, I, I, I did enjoy the fact that when Craig and Danny started, it took a minute for paedophile jokes to begin. The first question was about meeting Gary Glitter. It was, yeah, it was kind, of, yeah, it was kind of led into. To be honest, they didn't just, they didn't just start with the Gary Glitter. Led stuff. into paedophile. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. What well, was it? How do you scare a nine-year-old? Show them a BBC pass. <laughs> that was the beginning. Yeah. And four words you don't want to hear after six. No, then. No. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do, though. <laughs> <laughs> just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else happened in that Q and A? Uh, we talked about some of the news that was imparted. Uh, sure. Yeah, Doug talked about stuff. Uh, an idea that he'd thrown out because he oh, thought yeah. it was too silly. <laughs> 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 but before we come to that, there was also the question asked to him of. Uh, if there's another series, will you bring Holly back? 
and without hesitation he immediately answered yes. Mm. But Again, stupidly, no one followed up with, and who's going to play him? No, I think, yeah. Are you sure you want to talk about this on the podcast? I'm, 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 I'm doing the exposition for someone else okay. to comment. I'm just going to take a back seat now. Well, I think the wider point here is it's the second thing that Doug reveals and then instantly sort of almost closed down the books yeah. and this it was just like there is big in, it was almost like the, the series 11 not, not, non-announcement was just don't worry oh, very likely this will happen that's yeah. your lot it's more of a case of he doesn't have that information yet anyway. or maybe he doesn't have it it's just yeah, it's the fact that yeah my intentions are this however this needs to happen I, first, I, so I can't tell you anything yeah anyway. I didn't take the um, Holly reply seriously at all because um, I think it's highly unlikely Doug's going to say no not to I water completely out <laughs> at, at a Red Dwarf convention I can't um, so yeah I mean Holly might turn up might not and you know Doug's Doug's got the get out of well you know stuff happened <laughs> if, and, if that doesn't happen and when yeah um, I, um, he mentioned that he hasn't actually started writing episodes yet no. uh, because he's waiting for a budget to be signed yeah, off for that which is no so I imagine if he said okay right yeah let's bring Holly back start writing the first episode Oh fuck Holly! I have nothing to write for Holly. And yes, just exactly. Or, 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 or indeed, we can't afford Holly. Oh, yeah. we can't afford Holly. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I take I've taken most of what Doug says in terms of details of the series with a pinch of salt because everybody is aware of how things get dropped because of this, that, and the other. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just just good news that there's going to be. <laughs> Probably. Or more likely to do Probably. There, there is Probably some a series of more likely than not. I think we handled that very maturely. Moving <laughs> <laughs> on. Um, he did confirm that it would have a live studio audience, which we've mm. almost come to sort of take for granted now, but very, until very recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. The wording of it was we will never go back to not having an audience. Yeah. 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 It's interesting that, that it's come up before, with especially with Chris, that the cast have a perception that. Everyone hates Back to Earth. Yeah, and Craig yeah. did this again, and, didn't and, he? And, and Craig brought it up, saying, uh, "I know you're all disappointed in Back to Earth." Mm. He was like, "No, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm still not entirely sure because I've told them before." And it's nothing not to the do case. with the setting or the the, the, the the style either. Even if the people did didn't like it, you know, it's like yeah, <laughs> it's not a hard and fast thing. And yeah. Bobby, during his session, had asked everyone, "Did you like Back to Earth better when you saw the director's cut mm. than when you saw it in the three yeah. pieces?" As everybody was, there was a resounding yes. Yeah. yeah, it came up during the coffee lounge several times as well with different mm. people. What jazz is cock? <laughs> <laughs> that certainly came up during the coffee lounge. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things where it's. Uh, I think it's because series ten has been so well received that people Back look at Back to Earth in retrospect and probably look at it because the reaction to it was more negative than Series 10 was. So in people's heads, that's now either it was entirely well, negative, which isn't it's too if, you, if you look at the editorial on GNT, which was pretty much the only active fan site during we don't Back to Earth. Well, no, edi- well, no, but the, the, edito- the, no, the editorial team, I mean, yeah. mm. all 
it was basically me and Tanya who didn't like it, and everyone else really did. Yeah, it was. So a lot of yeah. the writing it was a two, from two that, thirds liked it, one third didn't. And not yeah, only that, but the but the, the the amount in which each of us liked it, I know for me, it came with heavy conditions, and there's like there's a sliding scale there. It's it was the definition like, of oh, a this mixed. series. The fans liked this series. The fans didn't like. It's like mm. yeah. it's not yeah. very helpful yeah, to uh, no, nothing, nothing, nothing like that. Probably series six onwards it's all shades of grey yeah yeah. Um, yeah it's interesting I, well, one two. It, I think it might give an insight as to, to the production of Back to Earth and the perception that the cast had mm-hmm. about it and maybe they thought because it was coming back um, and because they were, thought it was good that the fans would embrace it uh, or you know and, and when that, that didn't when it got, you know, a mixed reception, that presumably sort of did surprise them quite a lot. What I what I find interesting is um, Chris Barry in his um, Q and A was talking about how um, well it's it came off from when he was talking about how he really liked Patrick Trout and Who mm. and doesn't like New Who, and they talked about he loves mm. the aspects of Red Dwarf <laughs> now that are the same twenty five years ago, and you get the idea that. Chris Barry is very much a crusty old Arco TV fan. Um, in, is that in, you projecting? Well, I don't mean in terms of the... I mean in terms of his tastes rather than yeah. in terms of the um, yeah, extent the of his... Yeah, in, in, in terms of whether he's obsessed or not. Uh, and you just wonder... I mean, I think it's fairly clear that Chris isn't that enamoured with Back mm. to Earth. I wouldn't necessarily say that about the, other, the rest of the cast. But I do yeah. get quite a strong hint from... Chris, that he really wasn't that keen. Although, when I don't know if it was just my impression, but when Craig was talking about Back to Earth, he kind of described it vaguely as, "Oh, this is uh, this is the filmic version." We kind of feel like this has got the film. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. that. That was how, if we did a Red Dwarf film, that's how it would have been. Basically saying, kind of, "Oh, you probably would have all thought the film was shit anyway." So. <laughs> yeah, so don't <laughs> I don't know if I'm quoting or paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a double yeah. 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 yeah, no, that's true. I think the phrase is "Be careful what you wish for." Yeah. 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 Um, and also the other plots that don't do, do yes. and started off as a joke and ended up, ended up being an actual serious thing that actually could oh, here we was go. potentially going to happen. Oh yeah. So <laughs> John Lennon handles a joke as he normally does. Asks whether someone will ask Doug whether they'll involve the toaster in the new series. Yeah. And then Doug actually reveals the fact that the toaster was was actually going to be a plot point. Mm. If you'd like to elaborate. Here, uh, I, I think I can remember. <laughs> He, Doug had an idea um, whereby the toaster would have souped himself up in the same way that Holly oh, did in White Hole. Or being word. souped up. In a, in a similar vein to White Hole. Yeah. White Hole Volley. White Hole Volley. Yes. Volley. That sounds like a Series 10 um, premise right there. Yeah. A previous idea. <laughs> yeah. Changed. Elaborated. But it's yeah. kind of like you write the character. And um, <clears throat> yeah, the toaster would have taken over Red Dwarf. <laughs> and had it, it can t- turned into some bread. It would be <laughs> the exact term was he. It, it would it, it breaded red dwarf. It, it breaded red it, dwarf. There would, be, there would be dough flowing down the corridor. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's uh, the latest a long line of appalling ideas <laughs> that were thankfully dropped. Yeah. Going along with finding out that Holly is literally just a head sitting in a room <laughs> and oh. the gay ray. The well, gay way. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the that cast. Was that was oh, cast. Right, yeah. But no, it was the, the, the one that we said to is the fourth wall breaking Holly one. Mm. That just it seems such a kind of weird idea. 
the the bread idea did come, uh, it was a good joke from either Danny or Craig who said you just cut to the cut to the sh- <laughs> cut to the ship and there's just a baguette floating <laughs> <through space. laughs> previously it would have been a baguette now it would just be a bat <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right I was wrong I shouldn't have said bat <laughs> I um, like the way that Doug trailed off while he was doing it. He said, yeah, I was he, going to do this, but then I thought... Then I... Was a he lost faith in the anecdote <laughs> as well. <laughs> but, but the thing is, no, the, the initial idea about the toaster taking over the ship I actually really like. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. like that idea. because like the idea it's of a bread It's got some... It's got some... It reminds me of um, a thing like Hotel, like when someone gets so much power they can't deal with it. Yeah. They just end up going mental and going crazy and start with going evil. And yeah, he just goes too far, doesn't understand what he's doing. Yeah, the, the, um, the ship when you have a computer that can control the architecture of an, the entire facility, like you do in Portal, it's and to a certain extent in Red Dwarf, this AI that uh, you know, when you're the central AI, you can control so many things. Yeah. How does madness um, sort yeah. of manifest itself yeah, with yeah, those yeah. sort of powers? That's always and the, the answer is problem. bread. <laughs> the answer is breading a spaceship well, because somehow. It, because it's such an absurd idea. The, the, the whole absurdity sort of just exacerbates to a point where it, it, what does exacerbate mean? what's it mean? Um, but it's, it, I just had this idea of like the, the Red Dwarf just been looking like a loaf with sort of six baguettes stuck out the front of it <laughs> that's my kind of that's what it would look like <laughs> red sticks. Sticks. yeah red yeah. Sticks, so. <laughs> yeah. generally it sounds a bit shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on which I note I think yeah. <laughs> the thing is that's the kind of idea that would end up in something like this magazine yeah. It's that kind of oh, a yeah. Get you. Do you know what it is? It's the kind of thing that would end up being made in Starhike. <laughs> <laughs> Starhike. But, it's, uh, but actually, and also, that's the kind of difference in Red Dwarf um, uh, taking its science fiction stuff seriously compared to mm. taking the piss out of science fiction. Yeah. And a lot of sci-fi series might have actually gone with something like that. And to, to be fair, actually did decide it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What, Futurama could do it. Hyperdrive. Um, <laughs> just about. Well, they did Susan Boyle, so fucking. I'm not quite Ferguson, by the way. Yeah, let's go with that. Cannot fucking abide. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I think uh, <coughs> I think we'd better shut up now. Rippy rappies. Rippy rappies. So, should we have a. I think we should go around the room and um, try and sum up our DJ experience in one word. I, I, oh. I, I think he's unfair credit that you're missing out on Goitlers because yes. that was one oh. 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 Yeah. Dude, that's How why you've you got that face on you Danny we've forgotten <laughs> we did a thing um, um, also uh, Ghostwatch oh, yeah. oh, yes. Ghostwatch oh. was screened it went down very well yeah. it was screamed well the Ghostwatch documentary <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. Behind the Curtains by Rich Lord Rich did a short uh, Rich Lord did a short uh, intro before he started he was hoping to get Craig Charles involved but obviously he was too busy so yeah. and there were tears at the end yeah. I was there. Yeah, he was very the pleased. He was very pleased with how it all went down. It um <laughs> It was very pleased with how it all went down. Um and I got a, um, a couple of people saying, Oh, I, I thought it was you in the thing, but then it doesn't look anything like you. And I was like I was like, oh, the, in the pink jumper and it oh yeah, yeah, oh it didn't it doesn't look like you. So I said, Oh right. Do you see the big cat at the end? Like, yeah, that's, well, that's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> the big cat. The big cat. Well, it's not actually big. I didn't see it, but it was a massive face. <laughs> it was. Yeah, 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 it was. was Donna's head was Donna's huge. massive face. <laughs> this is the first Dwarfcast for a while that she's not on in the background. She's got monster clawing my testicles. She's canon. Yeah, and then we did Goitless, 
Which is a, a long running idea that we've been doing for about four months. Yeah. <laughs> it's four months worth of prep for about forty five minutes work. The idea <laughs> which, is, was, which is good. The idea was had maybe before the last DJ. I think so. Yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. It was. So yeah, we set the survey off. We had an absolutely fucking amazing response to the survey within like a couple of days. That's probably because of you. Um, you listening right now. Yeah, so if you fill the survey thank the fucking bunch because it was <laughs> thank really fucking, fucking bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bunch. <laughs> but seriously, thanks for fucking minute because it was it was genuinely help. It was amazing to get such an amazing response. It was beautiful. I don't think um, Liz and Amy were very happy that I filled in the survey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the final round was very interesting because they picked three answers of which they in their order that they picked ended up being three three people have said, two people have said. And then one person said, the audience went fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly was getting really yeah. tense. And, um, and, and, then, got, and then just shortly after... Yeah, the, just as uh, we were wrapping up, Joe came over to, uh, to call people to the autograph queue and I said, out of interest, did you say Dr. Sue Black on the survey? She said, yes. And then she got the heavily booed. <laughs> and and Joe had no idea why she was being booed. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that if you scripted that, it would be rejected as being completely unrealistic. <laughs> anyone who's seen Pointless, there's always the thing of if the answer ends up being won and they don't win the Pointless answer, they always want to know who that person was. <laughs> and this one actually transpired, we found out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just didn't end up. I felt terrible. I had to go find Joe, give her a hug. I'm so sorry. You did not deserve that at all. But it was absolutely brilliant. The audience reacted so well to it and they really loved it. I would really like it if it was done next time as well because it's such a good format for it. Well, the question there were some questions that were never used, so there's mm. quite a chance that mm. we can just re- we can recycle those questions and yeah, have shitload more. And it's a shame that um, John and Tanya, who were one of the contestants, were yes, so were. shit in the head. It was terrible. It was two questions. But look, three. to be fair, right, Robot Wars. I've not seen in ages. Yeah. Uh, and and words. I wouldn't have got words, words if it was like <laughs> words. words. I can't do words. <laughs> well, neither of us can do words. Was that um, no, we we can't do anagrams or things like I'm that. Terrible. Which is not quite what the did, was, but missing letters. Other, I didn't see Starbuck. I couldn't see Starbuck in that list. Yeah, no, neither could I. It just did A not compute. A lot of people didn't. That was, no, the thing. That was yeah. really, really strange as well when we were filling out the survey answers. When we were marking mm. the survey's answers to, co- to collate it all. The fact that Starbuck was... When you knew it was there, it was blatantly fucking obvious yeah. right at the top, and yet otherwise because it was blank T, blank R, blank U. You're that just thinking true. What yeah, the fuck? I don't get it. I had all the ones where the first letter was Is there, given to you. Mm. You can I kind of work out the, the words. The ones where the first letter was missing just completely baffled. They always are hard. Got all five of them. Got nowhere to go. But yeah, um, yeah, it's really good. It was really well done. Really fucking helpful. Thank you, all those fucking people involved. That's all I can say. So. Right, let's 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 try and do the wrapping up thing. The wrapping up thing. Let, let's try and do the sleep now. Um, so yeah, we shall go through the, around the room and we will sign off with one word to describe Dimension Jump Seventeen. Daddy. Knackering. Captain. <laughs> Emotional. Alex. Tiring. Joey. Lovely. Yeah. Carl. Goitness. <laughs> now there's been several goits here. <laughs> Joe. Exhausting. <laughs> There's a there's a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> Mabel. Soul stirring. What? Soul hyphen 
Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was following some good change. Solstice. 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 I thought it was soldering. Solstice. Just <laughs> fucking starboard. <laughs> fucking starboard. <laughs> fucking Tanya. Is that hyphenated as well? <laughs> uh, delicious. <laughs> what is <What's> that? <laughs> you asked one word, I've given one word. What's the matter? <laughs> What's the matter with you? John. Uh, reinvigorating. Mick. Wonderful. Tom. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Some honesty. Excellent. Tom there. Uh, Kieran. I can't think of just one word. Oh, my legs just hurt from. Pain. 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 Good. Carrie. Roller coaster. Claire. Uh, great. Good. Annie. International. Yeah. And I will go for Minge. <laughs> <laughs> you always do. <laughs> That's the nicest thing I've ever said about you. Uh, and uh, on that note, <laughs> the Minge note, <laughs> we, shall, uh, we shall wrap the up note of minge. and say uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. I'd like to thank all our, our guests today who are all members of the GNT community and we love you all very, very much for oh, that. We do. Uh, and, so, and thank you to everyone who listened and everyone who was here and everyone who isn't here. Thank you, everyone, basically. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Fuck off. Thank you for listening to GNT Dwarfcast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our Dwarfcast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye.